What's up, loved ones? This is Mustafa, and this is my podcast, Happily Ever Muhammad. Hey, y'all. This is Ashley, and this is my podcast, Happily Ever Muhammad. This, this is, is Mustafa and Ashley, Ashley and, and this, this is, is our podcast, podcast Happily Ever, Ever Muhammad. Muhammad. Join us every week as we discuss some of the most important topics in our relationship and relationships in general, all on our road to Happily, Happily Ever, Ever Muhammad. Muhammad. I hope we make it. I really hope we make it. <laughs> <laughs> I missed hearing that intro. Yeah. <laughs> so, everybody, we want to apologize for being gone for so long, but we're back. Did you miss us? Everybody I hear you all yeah. saying yeah in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everybody saying yes we back. We back. <laughs> in the we background. Back. Yes. So, we are so excited to be back, to be back at our third home pva studio, <laughs> pva studios yeah. um, recording. What episode is this even? This is 20, I think. No. Yeah. Is this 20? Yeah, this is the dub. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. If this is 20, that's dope. I'm hyped. Yeah, this is 20. Because that's like a milestone, even though we should have been at 20 weeks ago, but fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> We're here, here. Yeah, um, we had to make it a good one. Though. Yes, had to definitely yeah. make it a, um, a good one. How was your week? Or how's your last few weeks been? Um, Everything's been good. I can't complain. Uh, um, had to take a, a class, mm-hmm. so that was... Uh, uh, interesting experience but mm-hmm. that's done right. so I'm happy that that's over and done with right. and you know we had the thing with the twins with that nasty hand foot and mouth yeah they had this like weird uh, virus that I had never heard of before and so I had to go to trusty Facebook and ask <laughs> them and they were amazing because they were doctors and literally yeah. helped us um, help you know help me figure out exactly what it was and like because I, it was what time was that? Like a 12 one. Yeah. And we were just exhausted from the day. And I really didn't want to have to take them to, or Jetson at this point, take him to the emergency room. But I got on Facebook and they saved the day. They let me know what it was. Um, and so we just took them to the doctor, the, the, doctor doctor the very next morning. Yeah. And they confirmed that it was, that, you know, it was what they said that it was. And we didn't have to give them any medicine, anything like that. Just kind of had to let it run its course, but they are better now. Yeah. Um, which is a blessing. So I'm just so glad that that, virus thing no more is passing on the door. daddy daddy yeah it was running and kicking me wanting me to rub feet and all this while i'm in dead sleep <laughs> yeah it was rough it was rough but that is it. over and we are back here recording this episode and very excited to be doing so how was oh you said your week was good too, yeah so that's good and so during our little hiatus you know we're always researching and just keeping up with what's going on mm-hmm. in uh the culture and what's going on on social networks and stuff so one of the things that happened a couple of weeks back was uh dr umar johnson mm-hmm. uh had an interview with the breakfast club mm-hmm. he said a lot of controversial things um, not all that we agree with. However, he did bring up the topic of marriage mm-hmm. and relationships. So that's something that, you know, piqued our interest <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for the podcast. Um, we're going to share a little bit of it with you guys and then we're going to give our opinions on it. So mm-hmm. to bring that in. Why, why do you say that's a mistake? Because shouldn't it be the man fell in love with who he fell in love with? No, because marriage is a political decision. Who you marry tells me who you are. When you marry a woman, you don't just marry her. You marry her culture. You marry her community. You marry her people. You understand? So when a black man marries a white woman, he's making several clear uh, points and messages he's sending out to his own people. 
because there's no greater symbol of your loyalty to your struggle than to marry a sister who shares that struggle. Loving versus Virginia. And y'all need to see the movie. It just came out a few months ago. Mm-hmm. 1957, right about around that time, a white man named Loving from Virginia sued up to the Supreme Court for the right to marry a black woman. Up until then, several states still had anti-miscegenation law. After they struck down anti-miscegenation law across the country, 1957 or 67, somewhere within there, black men have married outside their race envy more than the men of all other races in America put together as a percentage. How do you explain that? Is love purely blind? I disagree. Love is a function of your values and your priorities. I would argue the reason black men marry white women is because they wish they were white themselves. And having the white man's prize, his queen, is a psychological symbol to myself that I am equal to him. So you can't be in love with white women and not at the same time feel inferior to white men. God damn. Well, that was an entire mouthful. Yeah. And why I why I don't agree or while, excuse me, I don't agree with that in its entirety, there are definitely some points in there that I would have to say that I agree with. But babe, go ahead. Go ahead what you're about to say. No, I just was about to say the same thing. Uh so just to hear it, you know, a lot of some people would think that or they would say that in their circle, mm-hmm. but to hear it out on the Breakfast Club big platform and mm-hmm. what what how did it how did it resonate with you? Okay, so first so there's a couple things before in there, I put right? my bow tie on and Okay, got it. <laughs> um there's a couple things in there, right? So first uh-huh. firstly, um Another reason why I want to talk about this topic, and I'm going to go off on a slight tangent, but I'm definitely going to give my opinion, mm-hmm. is because um, I am partially the product of an interracial um, relationship. My dad is actually married to a white woman um, and has been with her since I was very small, maybe uh-huh. about three to four years old. Mm-hmm. So she is the only woman that I've ever actively known to be with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And then from that union came my little brother, who I'm, I am you know, head over heels in love with, you know, that's, that's my little brother. I would kill for him. So um, I disagree on his point of saying that a black man should not marry a white woman. I do not agree with that. I do wholeheartedly believe that you fall in love with who you fall in love with. And there, you know, I, that, I do think that love is magic and love is, you know, has a lot to do with fate. So I don't think that you can put a color on that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There are instances that I disagree with when that happens and we'll get into that a little bit later on in you know in this episode uh-huh. but i do um disagree with him saying that a black man should not or vice versa should not marry you know um someone of the uh caucasian uh-huh. <laughs> descent or whatever yeah and, and the crazy thing is we did see we actually saw the movie that he's referring to loving, loving. We, we did i know you went to see it like um you was telling me about it for a while, mm-hmm. and then we just happened to see it on. Um, what was, we watched it on the internet, right? Somewhere, yeah. yeah we well, we just happened to online. see it. I seen it online, and I said, "Oh, babe, it's the movie that you wanted to watch." Mm-hmm. And we we watched it, and um, I was like, "Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy." You know, all the things that he had to go through mm-hmm. um, for. So that was just interesting that he he referenced that movie. Mm-hmm. However, what I feel about 
what he was saying, um, because Envy asked, like, you know, is it okay? Like, should men just love who they love and that's mm-hmm. how, you know, it should go? And he, and the answer was no. And he said that, you know, it's a, it's a political decision or it, or it tells you who you are. I agree. I think um, the person that you marry does say a lot about who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily maybe the race that they are, but just the characteristics, mm-hmm. their character, you know, their representation of you and, you know, vice versa, your representation of them. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think when he was saying his reasons why, I did agree with some of them as far as if you are going to be a part of this culture or if you are a part of this culture because you really don't have no choice. If you black, you black. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. You can't just uh, say nah. <laughs> right, you can't say never mind. <laughs> never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain things that we have that we go through, and we do need people to be a part of that, or that are conscious of what that is. You mm-hmm. know, our struggles and certain other other people of different cultures they might not get it as much as somebody from that same type of culture can get it. Mm-hmm. Can they can they see it from the outside looking in? Yes, but when it comes to actually being it from actually coming outside your house and being stopped by police mm-hmm. and you know that's a way of life for you mm-hmm. um people can feel sympathy for it like damn that's messed up i'm so sorry you have to go through that you mm-hmm. know but then if the person that you're with experiences it or mm-hmm. knows what it's like to live that life mm-hmm. life it's a different type of you know it's a different type of feeling oh, a different absolutely. type of connection that you have mm-hmm. and you would need can I, that. Can yeah. I say something uh-huh. really quick? I was just about to say, because I remember, um, well, we're about to be in August now, but I was going to say right around this time last year, early July, when um, everything happened with uh, Philando, mm-hmm. and I remember being home like livid, you know, because we could see it on Facebook. It was on a Facebook Live, and everybody was sharing it, and I remember like crying and being like pissed and posting, you know, like I, I'm, I have start, to do something. Wasn't that the start of the movement? Seven Eleven. So that's exactly what I was yeah. about to say. If I was with somebody like a white guy, right? Mm-hmm. He is no way he would have understood my anger, my passion, my like need for us to have this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we decided to have the Seven Eleven meetup at Mount Morris Park, and you know, deciding that the movement was necessary and needed to be started, he wouldn't have understood that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, like yeah. watching, he wouldn't have. It's I don't, a high probability. Yeah, it's a high yeah. probability. Thank you. Uh-huh. That he wouldn't have understood why I was so upset. Why? Why mm-hmm. he wouldn't have understood my tears or why? You know, I felt so strongly in needing to do something. You know, uh-huh. didn't know what, but just needed to do something. So you know what you're saying is absolutely correct. They they don't they wouldn't really understand the. They the might severity. be able to sympathize they, with and you. And that, that's exactly it. Like, I'm sure when a lot of these things, you know, happen, and I speak to my stepmom about them, she sympathizes a lot. But her personally, she'd never be able to fully understand, you know, what it's like to go through a certain struggle as a black person. Yeah, it's, it reminds me of this movie. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, this part in the movie, uh, White Man Can't Jump, right? Uh-huh. When um, Wesley Snipes is saying talking to Woody Harrelson and he's saying like you you hear Jimmy but you ain't listening or something like that or you listening mm-hmm. to Jimmy but you can, you ain't really hearing you ain't really hearing him when um Woody Harrelson says you know I listen to Jimi Hendrix and you know I'm I'm a part of that and he's like no brother like you may listen to him but you ain't really you don't really feel it you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so a person you saying this about Philandro or all the multiple 
um, people. Yeah, because it was killed. like something that happened like two days prior to that. It was a maybe whole it might have been like Eric Gardner. Yeah. Um, and you know, social media it, it brings us so much together, but it also just shows you know a lot of things that we would never would have known. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, when people are talking about it, it's like oh well he should have did this you know victim blaming mm-hmm. imagine if your partner was a person that was like that you know a person that was outside the culture and he was a victim right. blamer and he was right. like well he shouldn't have been wearing a white t-shirt <laughs> right he shouldn't have had a gun in the car it's like right he, he that's his right he right has a right he he told the officer that he, he had literally a weapon did everything right and he still got killed and he mm-hmm. said well you know how you know when they don't they can't explain it away. They say, well, you know, who knows? The officer might have just feared for his life. Maybe he didn't do exactly what he said. But then when you got it on camera, it's kind of hard to say that they'll explain it away a different. They'll explain it a different way. They'll say, they'll say that's one of. That, mm, they'll say, no, what they what they did say was that, well, we only saw from when when she started recording. Yeah. We don't know what happened before that just because that's what they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victim mm-hmm. blaming. So, and it's, I, think about if you was with a person. That was like that. You had to lay in bed with them yeah. that night. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to. And I know it's like, it's a lot of cultural differences that's going on between, you know, people. And I feel like one of the things that Dr. Umar was saying in the uh, interview that I can agree with is that sometimes people feel like you have to marry outside of your race or you have to you have to marry outside of your race to in order to be uh, successful or to or to be seen as successful. And that's one of the things I disagree with, because if like you're saying, Ashley, like we like plenty of people saying like you love who you love. Mm-hmm. But there are people out there that they will not love a black woman or they will not marry a black woman. Mm-hmm that's that's the same thing then mm-hmm. that's like it's like i will not marry a black woman i have to marry outside my race in order to feel or in order to be seen as successful so that's mm-hmm. just that's racist in itself right yeah. there i think it is, and it's so unfortunate because you know when we grow up and you know like you and i we go to like predominantly you know um african-american schools and so that's all we're around so we're perfectly fine with dating mm-hmm. you know african-american women we can look into a full high school of african-american women some ghetto some uppity some you know just chill and learn to differentiate the two some people when they get in a certain class and all of a sudden all black women are ghetto or all black women are <laughs> ratchet you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's like no when that's all you're surrounded by mm-hmm. you're perfectly fine with picking and weeding out you know well you know she's not for mm-hmm. me you know somebody else may like that but she's not you know yeah. for me i'd take you know this pick you look at people somebody like a oj simpson or somebody like mm-hmm. a kanye west you know what i'm saying yeah. and they date you know these black women and they're perfectly fine with dating them you know earlier on in their career and you know please don't get it misconstrued i am obsessed with kanye west i am a huge fan of his um but it's just very funny how he was fine with dating black and then he becomes this icon, you know, that is known as literally Kanye West. I mean, people are camping out for his shoes. He literally became like, you know, the modern day Michael Jordan yeah. and also an icon in his music uh-huh. and is married to Kim Kardashian, who I also love and, you know, take no issue with either. Um, and then chooses to procreate and, you know, have children with her. Again, beautiful children have no problem with them, but it's just, you know, it's looked at a certain way. O.J. Simpson, same thing. He's with this black woman early on in his career. He has these two black children with them, goes out, 
you know, on all the documentaries that I've watched about him, they say, you know, he was a real charismatic guy. And he knew from the moment that he saw Nicole, she was like a bartender or something or uh-huh. a waitress. And he is like, yeah, I'm going to get her, you know. But I have the, I kind of have another um, another take on it. And I think I don't think it has to do with um, feeling like you they want to be white, like Dr. Umar says. But I do think that they that sometimes it's a control thing. I do think that black women, black men think that black women we are too loud, we have too much to say, we are way too opinionated. And a black man may feel like with a white woman he can control her and she she'll be more submissive to him and what he thinks is the way in law and the way that things should go. And you know. Why Why I want to be with somebody that's going to make your job as a husband tough? Why not be with somebody that's just going to make it easy and do whatever you say whenever you say just because? I do think that that's some of their mind frame as well. Uh, where do you get that from? Like what? Well, I look at I look at that the O.J. Simpson thing. Like uh-huh. I said, I've seen I've watched a lot of documentaries and I've seen like a lot of stories of people that were around them then. And he was very much like, uh, you know, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. O.J. wouldn't like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. I, you know, I shouldn't say that O.J. You know, he wouldn't think that that that's like appropriate, you know. And I do think that men a lot of times they do feel like just I don't know if this is what they're taught or what, but they do feel like you know, their wife or their woman is supposed to be submissive to them and their way Mm -hmm. is supposed to go. And I do think that a lot of men, not this is not only, you know, an African-American thing. I've Mm -hmm. seen this across, you know, all cultures. I just, I'm black. So that's the only thing that I can, you know what I'm saying? I can feel like I can even speak partially on with some knowledge about. um, And they just feel like control is much better than having to be, having to be argumentative with your spouse because, you're not going to tell me I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like that whole, yeah. you know, neck rolling and, you know, eye yeah, rolling stereotype that, you know, they stigma that they place on a black woman. Well, I never heard this, the stereotype of white women being submissive or, or any of that thing. So I can't really, I can't really speak to that. But I, what I think it is, um, I do agree with Dr. Umar about it being like a cultural thing. I think it is, I think because we don't, care enough for our culture or our culture is looked upon so negatively Mm -hmm. that we can't wait to escape it and get and be a part of somebody else's culture Mm -hmm. which is why sometimes we'll have maybe like a it was a big trend where we was all wearing like or women were wearing like the chinese dresses and Mm -hmm. getting chinese characteristic tattoos on them or um you know just I want to dress up like this. I want to talk this way because this is what another uh, how another culture talks. Oh, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was it was a time where like black people don't want to just let our culture grow and be a part of our culture. We want to like our our status of success is going out and being a part of a different culture. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Well, no, you really, you're black, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. You don't mm-hmm. have to try to like mix and match it or mingle it or try to be something else. You're not, um, you know, uh, you, you, you don't have to be a chameleon. You could be black and you could be okay with being black. So I think mm-hmm. when you go outside of that, like he was saying, you marry into a different culture or a different, you're marrying that person's family, you're mm-hmm. marrying their culture, you're getting all that, um, all that comes with the package. And I think a lot of time we're so easy to dismiss where we come from or we're so quick to 
um, shun our culture, our cultural things or how we talk or how we like to enjoy life mm-hmm. or how we like to dance and party and want to say, oh, well, I'm not I'm not that anymore. Now I've mm-hmm. got some money. Now I'm this and I want to only be seen as this when there's absolutely nothing wrong with loving your culture and raising your culture up. If I'm with, if I'm with another person that's from my culture we, and we are setting the standard for what is like, what is positive within our culture, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I did. I just I feel like, you know, it's nothing wrong with being just black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for whatever reason, because and then those you see those people that, you know, quote unquote, sell out. Right. Mm-hmm. These people that you're trying to impress or trying to be cool around or cool with to them, you're still just black. <laughs> like yeah. they don't care about none of that shit. You try to put on it to spin it, to mm-hmm. season it with to you know, yeah. make it sparkly. They don't care about any of that. You are just black. So trust and believe when she goes home to her family and you not around, <laughs> so that a black guy. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? You know, like your name doesn't matter anymore. The fact is you're yeah. black, yeah. which is why all those movies like, uh, you know, guess who's coming to dinner and all those type of, yeah. you know, episodes on shows that they like to do when the white woman is bringing the black guy home or, you know, or vice versa. Everybody looking like, wait. Yeah, it's what? a lot of movies. Sometimes they, sometimes they, they, uh, they're comedies. You know, yeah, to lighten yeah, it up yeah, yeah, yeah. To lighten it up, absolutely. Then sometimes they horror movies. Mm-hmm. And then when you see the Get Out, <laughs> yeah. of the world, that yeah. really puts things in things in, in like to perspective because yeah. he himself, the director of the movie, is married to a white woman. Yeah. So it's like, now how do you? How did that conversation go when she saw the movie? Uh huh. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh-huh. Tom, Tom, what's up, bro? Real, real quick, I want to uh, chime in on uh, Ashley's comment about. Um, I I did hear that before where mm-hmm. you know it's like um black men will say well not say but like white women are more submissive or uh yeah just submissive I guess was uh-huh. the word because they're not going to be as confrontational they're not going to be That's as, the word confrontational um, yeah um as a voice <clears throat> opinionated you know depending on whatever the topic or whatever that mm-hmm. debate that they may be going through um but uh what's the word that I was saying and now to talked about what you're talking about mustafa uh, with culture mm-hmm. i just feel like black people as a whole just because our culture has been stripped from us yeah. that uh our identity has been we've been trying to like develop a culture and mm-hmm. trying to develop certain things that are still coming from a white narrative yeah um and then obviously you know our forefathers like you know let's just say like in the 60s 70s when you know black businesses was come growing people yeah, were still trying right to maybe time. maybe i'm getting the wrong time frame but no no you're right um you know they started having more uh businesses and yeah. uh you know it made i guess it made white people who were still growing up in a certain time that's where they burnt down buildings you know then they started locking up the fathers they started creating a war on drugs and yeah. like just really just not allowing the culture to ever truly develop not allowing you to ever truly have an identity um therefore it's like naturally you naturally as a human you need to find a a place of like acceptance you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. that's why i feel like i agree with you people going to the asian cultures Mm -hmm. and getting all these tattoos that don't mean something you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. a friend of mine a friend of mine went to go get a tattoo with his son um now this is a this is a little bit of a the, the father's white the 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 mother's Spanish okay and the, obviously the kid is mixed but okay. the kid the father the white father's trying to you know blend with his his kid but they don't really have like that much of a uh, connection connection uh-huh. so you know he went to go get a tattoo with his son one time but 
the the he I, he went to go get a massage maybe this is like 20 years later uh-huh. and you know the masseuse was like uh you know she seen his tattoo on his ankle and mm-hmm. she was like do you know what that means and he was like yeah it means blah 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 and he was she was like no that <laughs> means devil like so he didn't you know what i'm saying uh-huh. long story short it's like people are trying to people will do things to want acceptance you know uh-huh. what i mean we don't really have a a, a connecting to to africa you know we tease each other so it's kind of like it's yeah. like self-sabotage people mm-hmm. want to be nobody wants there, to be african identity yeah it's an identity <laughs> yeah. issue you know what i mean so it's kind of like i feel like that's why people are trying to find and join into different cultures, cultures uh-huh. and not really just knowing where to go or where they accepted and uh-huh. instead you know. of improving the culture that we already in mm-hmm. and the one that we already have you know when we we're born and i think that was a that was like to more so to the point of what i was trying to say is that you know it's okay to be black and it's okay um to have this type of you know to be in our culture is fine you don't have to date out to be according to because in order to be successful excuse me mm-hmm. you can be like jay-z and beyonce mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah like i i don't it's it's funny to me it because be he's Michelle like michelle and yeah Barack, you the know. people one of the people that you can't name because he i you know i don't want to sound terrible but he did right mm-hmm. he went and found a beautiful black queen who was mm-hmm. unapologetically black she never tries to be anything uh-huh. but black Do you know what i'm saying yeah no matter how many how much blonde hair she wears or makeup she wears she is a-okay you know as light-skinned as she is with being black yeah. and i think that there's something v- so beautiful in that yeah you know because people i think people get a lot of things misconstrued they say things like um you know like oh uh you know how can how can you teach your kid about being happy you know for for being black but you sitting there with a blonde weave it's like but do you not know that there are black people in certain parts of this world that are born with blonde hair? Like what like you know what yeah. I'm like what are you talking about? Like how does that equate to you're not okay with being black because you got a weave in your hair? Like I don't yeah. like certain things people I think just stretch and kind of take too far. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I could I, I see exactly what you're saying. Like people could do she could do whatever she wants. It doesn't define who she is on the inside and mm-hmm. what she's about, especially when she expresses that you know through her music through her interviews and things of that nature mm-hmm. i think people sometimes they just reach because they want they people don't like for other people to get attention mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I, i'll post that before it's like mm-hmm. oh this person's getting even like dr umar oh this person's getting attention i've been saying the same thing dr umar i've been saying for 15 years yeah i wish now, people kill out of now all of a sudden because this guy said he's a fake he's not really a doctor he was like dog why'd you like all of a sudden you're doing all this research on him why because people are listening to him say love black women that messed you up that bad you that upset you so much that you want to tear him down oh no he's not a real doctor where's the money for his school dog all he said was love black women mm-hmm. <laughs> that shouldn't have got you so upset you should have been like First okay of all, he doesn't need a degree to say that <laughs> yeah. since y'all yeah. want to talk so much about him not but being any, really a but doctor. it's really about the, I, it's not about dr umar it's really about them um, personally mm-hmm. is, is the, their their need for attention or like oh I, w- I wanted to be the exclusive savior I wanted to be the one that said this and got everybody in line and moving towards a better goal and nobody was listening to me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so when when people see that is, is the person that's getting more attention than them they start to feel a little bit uh uh uncomfortable salty yeah salty is <laughs> it salty for lack of a better word mm-hmm. they start to get a little bit uncomfortable and and i i always think back to 
how hard it is to be a black woman mm-hmm. in America. And like Ty was saying a little bit earlier, it's it's really a lot deeper than what people think, especially for me. Like I said, I'm putting my bow tie on. Like, first black woman, you know, when you first came to the country, you were used as breeding tools. Um, and you were, you know, when slaves, when you slaved, you were used as breeding tools. You were used as property. You were getting raped, things of that nature. When those, you were breastfeeding these people's children. Yeah, like, what were, kind of disgusting yeah. shit is that? Then, you know, once that part of that time period is over, now you know you're less than you're less than because you're black and then you're less than less because you're a woman Mm -hmm. so you're double discriminated over Mm -hmm. so this is what's going on then and then after that once uh you could say because you're still fighting for equal rights even though you it's not as predominant you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um women still getting paid less than men Mm -hmm. in in some workforces so but after that time come you could say for equal rights for face value now your husbands or your men are being taken away. They're being killed or they're being jailed, right? Mm-hmm. So you're all alone again. So you're still getting screwed. Mm-hmm. Even through all, all this progress that we made, black women still getting screwed in mm-hmm. the end. So now your husbands are in jails or your, your husbands are jailed or they're dead. Mm. Now, when they come out... The nerve! <laughs> now, when they come out, now when they come out of jail or the ones that were lucky enough to actually escape go, it to not die to not get murdered and the ones that were lucky enough to not go to jail the ones that actually did go to college the ones that actually are like better that, say it the ones that are uh uh quality you know mm-hmm. men i guess mm-hmm. if you want to say it, if you want to say that they don't want you they don't want black the they don't want, you they the don't want black you women y'all, y'all been waiting around for about a, about 500 years the nerve of y'all <laughs> and then you know for, the for, last 10 of y'all motherfuckers left and you got the nerve to come out <laughs> and black women just looking like what happened? here i am and y'all like oh yeah nah, not we even not the, want y'all yeah, we on to something yeah, else yeah not even the ones that went in or but the or the, the ones that didn't get murdered and the ones that actually went to college or the ones that actually had a good because you don't have to mm-hmm. go to college have a good head on your shoulders the one that did have good head on their shoulders mm-hmm. they they want somebody that doesn't look like you so it's like yep. well what do you do yep what what what's the black woman to do mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying and and that i think is why i can agree with dr umar on those points because who's going to look out for the black woman mm-hmm. thank you you know babe. if it's thank not you. absolutely if it's not us then who's going to look out for them because mm-hmm. like um, everybody can say you know you fall in love with who you fall in love with mm-hmm. but you can be sure that other cultures the men look out for their women mm-hmm. you know uh or they speak for their women their their women are spoken for but when it comes to black women, it's like, oh, well, y'all fend for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what he says is he he says statistics in that interview mm-hmm. that statistically out of all of the races, black men date outside of their race more than any other. Yeah. Culture. Once that law was. Passed, and now what does that yeah. mean? Like, why? Yeah, why do you think that, that, that is? Was, once that law was passed, it was just like, pum, everybody was off to the races. And mm-hmm. another he gives another he says it's another portion in it where he says that black women are the last to get married black women are the first to get divorced um you know like mm-hmm. they're like the last on the totem pole when it should be the complete opposite in my opinion mm-hmm. 
And it's hard. It's, be, it's because everybody is saying, well, you know, you love who you love or you fall in love with who you fall in love with. But Asians is, just so happen to, to <laughs> only fall in for love a majority, Asians. for a majority. Because right, right. we can't see, you know, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, other people that, you know, Europeans, they fall in love with Europeans for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's just weird that when it comes to us, we the only ones that make excuses. We're like, oh, love whoever you love and this, that, that, when everybody else is playing by a different set of rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree. And I know some people even did it as far as, and that's another thing because, and that just goes to this thing about us hating ourselves because I know that there there are some people that want to procreate with other races for the look of the child because they feel like if they, if I have, if I'm black and I have a child with an Asian person, chances are my child is going to, be nice looking chances are my child is gonna have oh, good hair different. yeah they'll have you know a pretty skin tone they'll have you know nice hair because god forbid and, they have nappy hair Ooh. right absolutely <laughs> and you know that's something that we have to stop teaching you know stop you know subconsciously teaching our children you your know hair texture is your hair texture right like i have mm-hmm. um personal <clears throat> experience you know my hair texture it just it's just like my dad's my dad has like you know soft curly hair right um, Rochelle's dad's hair is not like that. You know, he has just, you know, a black person's hair, which again, nothing wrong with that. So Rochelle's hair is not like mine. It's more on the side like her dad. And so she was doing her hair the other day, like putting in a ponytail to go to school. And she took all this gel and was trying to like give herself baby hair. And I'm like, bro, like, just For because what? that's what you see that other people like you don't have to have that you can be a okay with your hair and your nice slick ponytail and not have to take a half of the bottle of gel trying to you know give yourself something that you don't have like you don't have to have that and it's okay do you understand what i'm saying like mm-hmm. we have to continue to teach you know our children because that's obviously where it starts because yeah. that's breeded in them breeded in them for when they grow up that uh-huh. you don't have to look like look a certain way to be accepted and to feel okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she always, you know, was going through this thing for a long time. Oh, I want to go get a wash and set so that they could like wash and blow her hair down. Rochelle, there's nothing wrong with wearing your hair in like a big puff. It looks very cute. Like why do you want to force this hair like long? Oh, my hair is long and it's down my back. Like it's okay that it's not. Like it doesn't make you any less beautiful because your hair is not like, do you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Like someone else is like, on focus, inside. yeah, focus on, on exactly what's going on inside you and love what what's you on have. Top of it. Yeah, yeah, and love what you have. Yeah, Be okay with that. That's your that's your hair texture is fine. Now, when you get if when you when she gets older or like even for yourself, mm-hmm. when you as long as you're not doing it as a self esteem booster or because it shouldn't you shouldn't have to wear a blonde weave to boost your self esteem mm-hmm. that you should wear it because that's what you want to wear mm-hmm. that's the particular look that you have for that that's day true. or whatever but not to say i have to wear a blonde weave yeah if i don't have blonde pretty. weave exactly yeah my hair has to be straight in order for me to feel pretty you should feel pretty when you wake up in the morning mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. whether you bald head nappy hair curly hair half a head of hair Absolutely. whatever 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 is going on with you you have to own it and i think that's another just to get to a tangent that's why the be iconic brand is so dope <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely but yeah and then it's an, it's like you know a uh a, a black woman with a white man how does 
he understand her hair struggle or do you understand what I'm saying? Like what she goes through. And that's one thing that I will most certainly commend um, you know, my stepmother for because obviously, even though, you know, my hair is soft and it is curly and it was very long when I, you know, was young, it was completely different from any hair texture she had ever had to, mm-hmm. you know, deal with before. So she yeah. was so, and I mean, remember, you know, she would like read books mm-hmm. and, you know, research and, you know, just try to figure out how to do my hair so that, you know, she could do it in these nice styles and, you know, because she wasn't my grandmother, obviously. So she was like, okay, well, this is new to me. So she would, you know, make sure that she tried her best to see life through my eyes and see things from where I saw them because, you know, her and I were um, very different. And, you know, while you can always commend that and I, you know, will love her always for it, there still is a huge difference, you know? And I grew up extremely naive about a lot of this stuff when people, when you know, as an adult, when people would say certain things because, you know, I grew up with her family being my family and I yeah. didn't see color, period. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Like me and you were raised extremely different. Yeah. I grew up in a household full of white people and mm-hmm. felt you know, still obviously knew I was black, but didn't think there was no color barrier between the two of us. Mm-hmm. It was, I didn't think that when I left the room, they're like, ill, that black girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I took, same like how we take, we get in a bath with our cousin and get in a bath, you know, like how little black kids would get in a bath, take the, oh, you and your cousin go get in the tub and wash it. Like I did the same things with them uh-huh. and didn't feel any outside or any way. And I'm still very close with all of them, you know, till this day, even given everything that, you know, goes on in the world, you know, and I just, I do think that it's unfortunate that, you know, the world is the way it is and that, you know, slavery happened and all of those things to breed a lot of, you know, our way of thinking and, you know, the way the world just quote unquote has to work nowadays. You know, I do think that the world would be a much better place if none of that existed. But the fact and the reality is, it does. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? And it is. And, and we while, have and, to. And that's the thing. Sorry, babe. Not mm-hmm. to cut you off, but that's the thing. It does exist. And other people are playing by those sets of that mm-hmm. set of rules. However, us, we can't. We're not allowed to. And if we, and if we do play or we try to, they'll say, oh, that you're being racist. We're like, being racist. Like, absolutely. No, this this is actually how this game works. I really don't feel and like I, a black person can be racist. And though, I have to. Even though I you know what I'm saying? saying? So it's like, you know how we say um, black lives matter and people mm-hmm. say all lives matter. And, you know, it was a big debate over that and people saying all lives matter and some people saying no, but we talking about black lives matter. And, mm-hmm. and it's 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 kind of like a conundrum because, yes, we know that all lives matter, but right now, it's clear that you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's clear that the people that are that are killing us don't realize that all lives matter. Absolutely. So like, why are you screaming? Why are you screaming? Like we're excluding all lives matter when we say black. We trying to let y'all remind y'all that yes, all lives matter, but these black ones is the ones that we're losing right now. Mm-hmm. So right now, when we say black lives matter, that's what we mean. We mean that our lives matter as Just well. Just as much as y'all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and we're not saying that if you love a, if you love a person that's not in your cult, that's not from your culture, that you're doing the wrong thing. We're, he's not saying he. What he really said was he, you have a hard time. He would have you would have a hard time getting his respect for mm-hmm. it, and that's his personal opinion. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? A lot of time people um, that I read on posts on Facebook that were like demonizing him or things. They was it was like, dog, he's just giving his opinion. His he don't opinion. have right. he don't have to respect you if he don't want to. If you he know doesn't what I'm saying? Want to, you know, yeah. based on his morals and his integrity, he just doesn't like that. He sees mm-hmm. things different. So, you know, 
love who you love, but mm-hmm. also just think about what's going on. And people are playing by a, a different, a set, different of rules. set of rules. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I, you know, again, just to piggyback off that, I agree 100 percent. That is his opinion. And he is entitled to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he said that, you know, the only mistake Frederick Douglass made was marrying a white woman. Again, that is his yeah. Uh, excuse me his opinion mm-hmm. and he ch- doesn't have to feel wrong or uh how can i or we shouldn't be out to make him feel mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying for his own opinion because he has a valid reason to feel that way mm-hmm. do you understand what i'm saying you can't understand what we've been through mm-hmm. you can't understand a certain struggle that we mm-hmm. go through daily so you really wouldn't you know understand i, I didn't um I didn't really realize that racism truly exists. I was grown. Yeah. You remember, and I told you about that situation that happened in the train station on 125th. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. And this guy it was the only seat. And I came and I sat down next to this white guy. He was sitting on like a bench. And he, as soon as I sat down, he got up. I didn't stink. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a booger hanging out my nose. Like I didn't look mm-hmm. crazy or anything. And he would not sit. And somebody, he was an older guy too. And somebody even asked him, like, are you sure you don't want to sit down? And he's like, I'm not sitting next to her. Mm-hmm. bro like and that's when it really as a grown-up it was the first time that it hit me in real life like people really don't like black people like but yeah. why you know, like it was the strangest thing and mind you he's on 125th street in harlem like uh-huh. you know so i i just um and i and i know for a fact that there are parents that disown their children once they bring that black guy home or once they once a you know now but i never heard an instance where a black mother disowned her son for marrying a white woman. I've never heard it. I've never heard it. Mm-hmm. But oh, I trust and believe I've heard distinct, very, you know, it's like, yeah. uh, how can I say, cir- like cir- situations that I know where a parent has disowned their child for marrying or dating someone black. I mean, I have an experience. This is kind of different, not dating, uh-huh. but I, I went to school up in Westchester where okay. it's predominantly white, and I have uh-huh. some white friends, and um, there was a situation. We, I mean, the parents are cool, but I guess they had like a little, they was going to have like a family kind of get together or whatever at the house. Uh-huh. Um, and I think the uncle was kind of showing up. One of the my friend's uncles was showing up a bit early, but obviously they were like you know i mean she said it to me in a nice way she was like you know i don't mind but it's just like you know with all the things she was like my uncle's just not that you know she didn't say it directly (laughs) Uh god she told you this yeah well i I already knew i don't like want to be up under all of that the parents (laughs) and everybody's cool i just didn't you know sometimes you don't want to be up under that friction and all Uh of that you know that discomfort but the reason why to answer your question why um i not to say i think but just at least from my standpoint that what's marketed as black is uh marketed to be negative like yeah. mm-hmm. you know from the from uh i watched a thing on youtube and in in the asian c- culture you know what i mean they were like you know most of these people never met black people and uh, the person was uh the asian guy was interviewing him and saying like so where do you learn this like where do you learn this black culture you know and all this other stuff she was like you know well from the movie so they're playing the drug dealers they're, so it's like the tv is actually giving uh, people this uh, sense of what they know about black people from especially from America so we actually are the representation for most of the black people around the world because mm-hmm. you know that's that's what's being marketed and then mm-hmm. especially if you're not in the culture you don't know anyone you know it's you're going to have this 
sense of and god forbid they have love and hip-hop to go off of as their you know Uh representation of what they see of black people that like then that is when it becomes scary and then you can kind of almost understand you know people who like boycott the show and you know have like protested up against like mona scott Mm -hmm. you know like of why she doesn't show it's deeper yeah it's much much deeper Uh and you know i know that this is like a bit of a tangent but that is that's a very that's a good question and it's and i you know i'm actually gonna ask tiffany because i know one of the producers on the show and i'm gonna ask her and i mean i'm sure she what she's gonna say is the generic answer well that's the way you know that they choose to act so yeah do you understand what I'm saying? So uh-huh. that's what we put. And and what's even more sad is that's what sells. Yeah. Because like me and you were talking about um, Jazz, who you follow, and, you know, uh, we love her. She's a writer for the show This Is Us. Yeah. But she was on a reality show. And because they didn't, it wasn't, you all know, drama filled, all drama all filled. That. It didn't go far. They nixed it. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So and why is that? Why is it that all we want to see is the bottle throwing, the table flipping, the smacking? Like, mm-hmm. do you understand? Like, why is that what we want to see so bad? How, but then still want to be respected in a certain in way. A certain way? Mm-hmm. Because you cannot have both. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we there, and I know what people will say to this. So people will say they'll debate me and say, "Well, you never watched Jersey Shore. They were always drunk and always fighting and always this." But guess what? Enough of their people did enough work before that in the meantime to show them in another light so that when they're showed that way, it doesn't look like that's how they all are. And you can single out, you can single out Jersey Shore. You can maybe, it's a few. Bad Girls Club. Yeah, it's a few shows, but then how they have so many other shows where there's a different type of representation Mm -hmm. shown for them. Um, Whereas most, the majority of the shows that we have show the representation that we don't want mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know in sh- reality yeah because it's anything to put on a sitcom yeah yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying uh-huh. because you're acting mm-hmm. but why can't there be a reality show that shows black people literally just living their life going through daily struggles trying to figure it out and be okay like you know what i'm saying and yeah. come out victorious in the end without selling your soul for it's not entertaining a ra- but why <laughs> not why is that not entertaining why that's the, that and that's the key why isn't it entertaining but that's the reason why it's not entertaining like that the show i have to i have to remember the show that she was on so i could um i could say the name out that'll be mm-hmm. my homework assignment for the next podcast i'll figure out the show that she was on and it was like it was like oh, okay show it just wasn't drama filled and mm-hmm. because it wasn't drama filled the ratings wasn't there and because the ratings wasn't there you know what yeah next it gets up, next yeah they cut uh-huh. it even look at what the, the, the this is another tangent, sorry, but remember when Mona Scott was gonna come out with that sorority show? Um, well, she was gonna come out with a a, a a show about black sororities, I believe, mm-hmm. and they said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, no way, we're not gonna have it." And I, I Why? understood, but I understood because they didn't want her name attached to it. They didn't want the stigma of like whatever sorority they didn't know how she was going to show them basically oh oh she, so the sororities that sororities she, was like nah we don't want you like uh-uh, oh well i don't blame them uh-huh. i do not blame them but 
again, it gives her the escape of saying, well, well look, I, I tried. tried. Uh-huh. I tried Absolutely. to do I tried to do different type of sitcom, but this is what y'all like. I mean, mm-hmm. I tried to do different type of, of television of reality show. reality TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't, yeah, I ain't want it. So I'm going to go with what's making me coins. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then whatever I do with the coins, because who knows what she does with her money. She might mm-hmm. take that money that she gets from this and actually put it into stuff that is actually helping the community. Uh-huh. We really don't know. But you see, Nori had a really, a really interesting spin on it, right? Mm-hmm. His thing was, because he was supposed to be in Love and Hip Hop Miami, right? And his thing was, he was going to sign on, not wholly, because he loves Love and Hip Hop, he says. Like, yeah, he Love just, and Hip Hop Miami? They're about to. This is about oh, to. This, this, is part of, this is part of uh, Ashley reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> he, um, he was going to do it. He had like signed off on it and everything mm-hmm. to be on it. Um, and then at the last minute, he pulled back. He said, no, you know, he decided not to. But he said one of the reasons that he loved it was because, you know, a ton of the producers and everything on that show are white. A mm-hmm. lot of the security, a lot of. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, look how beautiful this is. Mm-hmm. Like it's black people in there, you know, doing whatever their glory or whatever. Oh, Gunplay is going to be on it, too, just to let you know. Mm-hmm black people doing what black people do and it's white people like what do you need can i mm-hmm. you know can i get you this can i get you you know uh, how can i help you mm-hmm. and you know uh do you need me do you need an escort here and mm-hmm. you know so like that part of it and i was like that's an interesting take on things you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying to for him to feel like you know this the where the black people are the star uh-huh. and it's the white people that are doing the work for <laughs> us okay do you understand what i'm saying so i was like well that's an interesting spin and i could kind of understand you know what i'm saying like his point uh-huh. um on that i would still you know never do it unless it was like a a remy situation where i'm solidified enough who i am i don't have to be on there fighting with anybody i don't have to you know what i'm saying act yeah. a certain way and i know which is why Jocelyn actually quit the show. I know you don't watch any of it, but mm. Jocelyn quit the show because she said, you know, she's turned her life around so much after having her baby. She's, you know, trying not to be so, mm. you know, a hothead and so crazy anymore. And they just refused to show her in that way. Uh-huh. Like they wanted her to be at the reunion fighting, you know, being yeah. nasty and arguing. Mm. And so she refused to do the reunion and she completely quit the show. Like she says, she doesn't care how much money she loses by, you know, saying fuck the contract that she signed or whatever. Um, and I I can kind of respect that because it's like after at what point do you want to then be taken seriously? Like yeah. I'm sorry, not for nothing. Nobody's ever gonna take uh uh Carly Red serious anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody's taking her serious. Like nobody, mm-hmm. it's just anybody not gonna that happen. Watch the show yeah, like that's any, part that knows. Yeah, that knows anything show. about that show. No, like now another one. Rashid is another one. She's never been on there fighting, ghetto, acting crazy. You know what I'm saying? She's had her opinion about things, but she's never been, okay. you know, that. And, you know, so unless you can get on there and be that way and and the producers respect you enough to be that way, mm-hmm. then that's the only way that I would feel like something like that could be beneficial to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, so, to, like, to really get back to it, I feel that um, making sure that we as a culture this is i guess a man talk <laughs> this will be the man talk segment babe mm-hmm. um like just getting back to it as a culture you know men we have to make sure that we're looking out for our women um that's the constant theme of all the man talks i'm um, making sure that we look out for our women man is nobody else that's going to do it and that can do it the way that we can we you know we've we haven't been around for a while I'm speaking for like my parents, my grandparents, you know, my ancestors. We haven't been around for a while, you know, some and that was by design, you know, and it's going to stay 
you know, it's going to stay that way. It's going to be hard for us to, to be around. But when we around, we have to make sure that we we are loving our black women, that we are taking care of them and that we're protecting them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Well, this was a heavy episode, but it's very needed. The conversation is needed. And, you know, I know a, a couple of other podcasts, you know, touched on it and shows, you know, they had uh, uh, Dr. Umar Johnson on. What is that guy named Roland? Martin. Yeah, Roland Martin's show. They had him on there. Um, so, but, I, you know, I think that it's, um, it's a healthy, you know, conversation and it can go, it can get very ugly because, you know, that's a, that's a, it's a touchy subject. And, you know, um, how, what do I want to say? Like, uh things can go left if you let it yeah. but if you just always remember to have respect and, and you know with love yeah and de- you know deal with the topic with love i think that you know um we can all coexist and be happy you know still the same yeah and just love each other ultimately you know if you are with you know somebody that is of another race just make sure make sure that that person values you and loves you and respects you as a person and understands that you are black first before anything uh-huh. before you are their spouse before you're their father you are black mm-hmm. you know and there's nothing you can do to change that you can't unblack yourself why would you you can't uh-huh. yeah and, and there's no reason for you to uh-huh. you know for you for you too so um you know Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. We will be back next week, we promise. And the week after that, we promise. Yeah. Um, no more breaks for a very long time. Yeah, no more breaks. Oh, um, this is just an addition to my man talk. Uh, in addition to loving black women, support black, support your brothers, too. Like I, Absolutely. I was really, I was looking on Facebook, and I was seeing um, some of the people that were, um, you know, black men tearing down this black man. For saying, uh-huh. yeah, for saying love black women, you know, they want to go into all his credentials and all that. And it's like, dad, dog, you really that childish? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it just seemed childish to me. In my opinion, it just seemed like very, it, it was distasteful to me to, to just see how they was tearing this man down because he was saying love black women. This just in. Mm-hmm. So Ty sent us something and you can speak on this. Thought we was about to wrap up, but this we can definitely talk about. Teen faces up to 10 years in prison after lying about being raped by a black man. Oh, three black men. Excuse me. Yeah. Three, three different black men. Uh-huh. Well, they say at the same time. At the same time? Like she, was, she said she was. She said she was um, held down by one of them while the other two. And then she ran to like some church in her bra and had like cuts and stuff. And then the nurse examined her and was like these cuts don't match up with this and there's no sign of sexual, uh-huh. you know... Force, forceful entry. Yeah, uh-huh. So, you know, it just it just goes to show you... Stick to your... Stick, stick to your... <laughs> Yo, that is insane. Word. Well, this has been another episode of Happily Ever Muhammad. Mm-hmm. That shit is crazy, bro. Yeah. Shit is crazy. Um, this has been another episode of Happily Ever Muhammad. Thank you guys so much for listening and sticking by us even through our breaks. And we love you guys and we will be back next week. Oh, 30 Days of Summer. Don't ah, forget. Hashtag yes. 30 Days of and Summer. And please remember to do your 30 Dates of Summer. We yeah. are coming up on month two of yeah. um, 30 Dates. So We're make sure that 10. you guys... Um, yeah. Make sure that you guys are hashtagging 30 dates of summer, happily ever challenge, and tagging happily ever Muhammad.
Peace. Yeah. What's up, loved ones? We thank y'all for tuning in every week. If y'all love us like y'all say y'all do, subscribe, rate us, and if you're feeling extra dope, leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on the podcast by searching Happily Ever Muhammad. Muhammad spelled M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. Again, that's Happily Ever Muhammad. Also, please remember to follow the Instagram page, Happily Ever Muhammad. You can follow my wife, Ashley, at Iconic Ash, E-Y-E-C-O-N-I-C-A-S-H. And you can follow me at Vietnam Kong. V-I-E-T-N-A-M-K-H-A-N. Everything helps. And thank y'all for the love. One.